Welcome to Try, Try Again, a podcast dedicated to relationships, the one with yourself and others. Almost on a daily basis, I find myself encouraging someone to shift their thinking. It's not always easy, but I believe the ability to do this, to shift our thinking and train our brains, is critical in attaining the life and quality of relationships we desire. Our thinking develops primarily from our experiences what and whom we have allowed to influence us and our teachers, including our parents, loved ones, even those challenging people that we may not have liked in life, maybe those who have hurt us the most. Sometimes they are our strongest teachers, profoundly influencing our thought processes for better or worse. Our thinking also is influenced greatly in what we allow ourselves to think, to dwell upon, I am a big fan of the Stoics, ancient Greek philosophic realists. And if you're unfamiliar with them, I encourage you to read about them or listen to the Daily Stoic podcast. Shifting our thoughts is certainly not new in psychology or philosophy. The Stoics taught us that we can overcome any adversity if we focus on what we can control, our thoughts and beliefs, and release what we cannot control, which is probably 95% of life. The Stoic philosophy influenced our modern-day CBT, or Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, and in my practice, I use a number of techniques that help shift thinking, including CBT. In a nutshell, what we allow ourselves to think drives our feelings, which drives our behavior. Now, in some cases, I want to acknowledge it could feel like the reverse. It could feel like your emotions drive your thoughts, which drive your behavior, but I want to focus in this podcast on the thinking as coming first, and often that thinking is referred to as automatic negative thoughts or ants. Ants is a good metaphor for these negative thoughts. They're super strong, come in groups, and tend to intrude upon and ruin picnics and other fun events. Well, so is true for automatic negative thoughts. This alone may require some shifting of your belief system, but you are in control of what you allow your brain to think. People will talk about thoughts that flitter in their brains and those come to all of us. And the control that we often have is is not so much the thought itself that is slithered in, but our control, our choice of whether we stay with this thought or we let it pass through our brain like wind through the trees and we move on to the next thought and the next. As in all things, there are exceptions. If you're having flashbacks with trauma or sometimes drug use or you're experiencing depersonalization, a feeling of disconnectedness from self, You may feel your thoughts and feelings are not within your control, and I recommend you contact a therapist right away. But this is the exception, not the rule. For most of us, the ability to change unhealthy thinking and control our thought patterns and behavior is well within our abilities. There's a Native American tale which tells of a grandfather sharing with his grandson that there are two wolves in each of us. One is all that is bad, jealous, quick to anger, selfish, envious. The other is all that is good, joyful, kind, patient, generous. The boy asks, which will win? And the grandfather answers, the one you feed. The same is true of cognitive behavioral therapy and shifting our thinking to feed that which serves us best in terms of healthy self and healthy relationships. Part of the difficulty around this exercise is consistency and practice because that is what's required in shifting thinking. It may feel awkward, particularly at first, but it's okay. It's all part of the learning curve of any skill we acquire. Get a piece of paper and a pen and let's begin. I use this example with clients quite a bit because it's happened to most of us at one time or another. Someone cuts you off in traffic. 
What are the automatic negative thoughts you have? It might be, what a, you fill in the blank, for our purposes, I will say, what a jerk, or he saw me coming and he cut me off on purpose. These are some of the automatic negative thoughts. For now, just be aware of what those thoughts are and don't edit them. What are the first things to come to mind? Now identify your feeling. How are you feeling right now? Heart racing, tense muscles, maybe gripping the steering wheel too tightly, foot on the accelerator to pass him by, anger at his rudeness, fear of an accident. Maybe this is conjuring up something for you, taking you back to earlier experiences. Sometimes it makes us feel not only vulnerable and that we could have had an accident, but ignored, invisible. He acted like I wasn't even here. This person is a jerk and he whipped out in front of you on purpose because he saw you coming and decided to just cut in front of you. And even the language to cut in front of you. Think about it. Think back to when you were younger and learned no cuts. That was kind of the universal law of grade school. And yet there were always people who did it, who got away with it. Now this exercise can get a lot more complicated, but we're gonna keep it simple for now. You know the situation. You know your automatic negative thought or thoughts, and you know your emotion or emotions. These thoughts and emotions drive our actions. What do we do when we're thinking and feeling this way? Well, many people will swerve around and flip off the other driver. Hopefully this exercise will permit you from doing that because there are a lot of vulnerable and angry people in this world who are looking for someone to blame and someone to whom they can direct their anger. Do not be one of these people. Instead, use your brain, use your intelligence, and shift your thinking. Would you think and feel and act differently if you had a different thought? Instead of he's a jerk and he cut me off, maybe your thought is he's a new driver who's just learned how to merge. Maybe it's an older dude like your father's age, grandfather's age, and he's starting to lose some of his skill sets, but still wants to be independent and is fearful and just trying to do his best. Maybe it's a guy who's rushing to the hospital before his wife goes into surgery so he can have a few words with her before she goes under. Maybe his wife's having a baby. Maybe he's dealing with cancer of his own or had a horrible day at the job and just got fired. Maybe, maybe, maybe. So if you're going to make assumptions, make some assumptions that work for you. Consider that you don't have all the information and you can choose to think poorly of this man or you can be sympathetic and kind. Because if you think this is the man who is rushing to get to his wife's bedside before she passes, are your feelings going to be different? Aren't you, instead of feeling angry and frustrated, going to give him a little grace? Perhaps you can think about the time you had to rush somewhere in the time that you cut someone off because you were distracted or upset or struggling. And if you're thinking that, and you can draw in a deep breath and even smile to yourself, you don't feel so angry and frustrated. You might still feel a little vulnerable because of a near accident, but your entire physiological system will not get so elevated and aggravated. And the act of smiling activates neurotransmitters, dopamine, endorphins, and serotonin. It relaxes your body and can even lower blood pressure and heart rate, especially when combined with diaphragmatic breathing. Another way to shift your thinking is to go to the opposite. Often we see things as negative, but what if in that interpretation, our interpretation, there is opportunity? 
We are quick to label something bad or good, positive or negative. Most things are not that black and white. Think about past occurrences in your life that you've always thought of as a negative, usually because they hurt so damn much. Consider what are the fruits of those occurrences. Did anything positive come from them? Any lessons learned? The habit you are forming here is that when the automatic negative thought tells you this is bad, when the feelings of hurt, sadness, anger, and fear arrive, don't be afraid to feel those feelings, but also stop a minute and ask how this might be a positive in your life. What good might come from it? What lesson might be learned? It is so easy these days to look around and see the negative, the pain, the problems, and feel frustrated, alone, angry, sad, even despair and hopelessness. When we see these things and we feel no power to change them, we slide from sad and frustrated into despair. What I would ask you to do this week is to use your mindfulness skills, including your breath and your smile. Look around in your day-to-day -day life. Where do you see signs of hope and joy? Where can you be grateful? Shift your thinking and recognize you have access to clean running water. You can go to the store and get food. Your brain and body are working. You're living in a country while obviously plagued with problems. We also have more opportunities and freedoms than most other countries in the world. Notice the signs of life. If you see your neighbors outdoors walking with their dogs, the jasmine still in late summer's bloom, driving down the street and you see your neighbors working outside or kids playing in the yard. If you see these things, recognize them for what they are, life. And learn something new today. Learning is a sign of life. Read a book, listen to a podcast, watch a YouTube video to teach you something that you wanted to learn to do. If you're sitting and feeling like you just can't do anything, get up. Something as simple as just getting out of the chair or getting out of the bed can help. Make yourself do it and then the next step and the next step. Maybe make a list of things you can do and stop recounting in your head all the things you cannot do. Call that friend you've been meaning to call. Drink a glass of water. Move your body, even if it's to walk around the room you're sitting in. Shift your thinking to what you can do, what you're able to do, and away from what you cannot do. Even just waking can be a reason for gratitude. We get to take another run at it today. We get to try, try again. And that is the greatest gift, even if it may not feel like it sometimes. And as always, if you are having thoughts of hurting yourself or someone else, if the feelings of depression and anxiety have overwhelmed your life, impairing your daily functioning for more than a few weeks, please, please reach out to a therapist or your doctor. You may need more support, which we all do from time to time. Have a wonderful week and let me know how you're doing.